Small print is so interesting. There's a guy named Jason Nelson. He's running for Congress. He's a retired Marine. Do we, I don't think Marines retire. He's a Marine. And he underlines something from the, uh, the judge in, in the case that granted Trump the, uh, the ability to have a third party, as it were, look through this dispute between he and the DOJ and to oversee the documents and really interesting little detail he found. There's something here, blah, 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 this, that, and what does it say? Oh, yeah. As requested by the incumbent president. Oh, that's Joe Biden. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you for the prayers for young Alan from allenssoaps.com slash Todd, Allen's Artisan Soaps. He's out of surgery um, and good reports all around from his family. And God just continued to be with that young man. Yeah, there's a whole series of red underlines we'll get to um, in this document from the judge that has allowed President Trump to have a third party oversee these documents and, and how they're going to be distributed. And it just brings to mind a great big, huge question for me, because there's a lot to this. But why did they need to get rid of President Trump? They. Well, who's They. Well, the people who do not want differentiation between the nations, such as a flat tax rate, not flat, but a, a, um, a minimum tax for companies all around the world. Well, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it is. Sure it is. It installs an economic system around the world in developed countries. And what it means is there's no reason whatsoever for one country to be particularly efficient in how it spends its tax dollars. That's what it means. The minimum corporate tax means there is no reason for nations to be particularly efficient in how they spend their tax monies because it had been a competition. Other nations were being more efficient. They were having smaller governments doing more targeted things. So, well, that's just one example. No, we can go through it. If we really need to go through it, uh, the COVID lockdown, global censorship, uh, labeling of people who question governments as domestic terrorists, uh, surveillance states. Hey, we'll spy on your people. You spy on ours. That way we're not spying on our own people. Do we really need to go through the list? Energy dependence. Oh, energy dependence. Energy dependence. Now, isn't that interesting? Energy dependence. Dependence upon whom? Not yourselves. No self-sufficiency. 
Yeah, but that, but but whom you said that that don't want us to? Well, okay, what about the people who want open borders everywhere? Spain, you got to have open borders. France, you got to have open borders. Germany, you got to have open borders. UK, you got to have open borders. Everybody has to have open borders. United States, you got to have open borders. But we can't. It's against our law. We don't care. Flood your borders. People shouldn't own cars. They should be services. Flood your electrical systems. People shouldn't eat meat. It takes up too much land. Just buy up the farmland. Buy up the water rights. Do it on a global basis. People shouldn't be allowed to take to, to say no to medications we decide that they're to take. Take their jobs away. Do it across the across the world. Lock them up in their houses if they will not comply. Change society. Blow it up. Those people. Those people. President Trump probably shocked a lot of people when he got to D.C. and actually didn't, you know, sit down and go, all right, the rubes, we fooled the rubes. Now I, I will do what you want me to do. Particularly when they sat him down and said, look, Mr. Trump, you know, Mr. President, uh, we got a lot of stuff on you with Russia and your team, so you're going to need to play ball. And when he said, what? I've never done anything with Russia. You're crazy. I'm not going to play ball. That probably shocked a lot of people. And then when he said, yeah, you know what? I was looking at the, um, the data here. NATO, we need, why are we paying all the bills? I was looking here at the at spreadsheets. I'm pretty good at reading um, P&L statements. Why are we paying most of the bills? How come Germany's, Germany's got a good economy? Why are not they paying more? Oh, we can't do that. That'll rock the boat. No, I'm going to go to NATO and say, you need to pay more of this. And if you don't, we'll just stop paying. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah, so these red lines, it's really interesting. As I read through these red lines. And as we compare side by side of two presidents. And I've begun to ask myself a question. Who can raid the FBI? Is Is there a body that can do that? Because the Supreme Court doesn't have an enforcement arm. Maybe the Capitol Police. They're spreading out around the country. The Capitol Police have decided that it's not good enough anymore for them just to police the Capitol and to let people into the Capitol and such during a, you know, a, a protest that became riotous. It's, they want to be able to do that around the country. So they've opened up investigative branches around the country. Well, maybe they could raid the FBI or the post office. They've got guns. They've got a whole bunch of guns. Well, the IRS... They've got a bunch of guns. Maybe they could raid the FBI. Why do we need the FBI raided? We'll get to that. So why did they need President Trump gone? Like, what was, what was the biggest problem about having Trump in there? Was it, I don't know, something he said? Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. It has been the formal policy of our country since President Monroe that we reject the interference of foreign nations in this hemisphere 
and in our own affairs. You know, you remember that speech, right? In the video, do you remember what was happening in the video? Um, and they panned to the crowd and look, that was the UN that chose the camera angle uh, because they have control of that stuff there. They panned to the crowd and the bureaucrats, the technocrats from Germany were giggling. They were just giggling it up. Look, that's a fool, old fool, it's fool. And one of them looks like the CEO of, of Moderna. No, CEO of Pfizer. It's not, but it looks like him. And they were giggling. Look at that orange buffoon. That, that Look at Florida man. Florida man says that to us. We're Germany. We're very sophisticated. We invented beer. You didn't. It's okay. You didn't. The Egyptians did, but that's okay. You guys drink a lot of it. It's sort of like you invented it. We invented forcing people to take injections into their body against their will. Oh, we don't say that part out loud. We gave launch to the modern pharmaceutical industry and uh, the death camps that we don't talk about out loud. Hey, I get to make fun of that stuff. The family last name used to be Harriman. My great grandpa dropped the last N because he was deeply upset about World War II. So what's this I read? By golly, good gracious, it says here, Russia will not resume natural gas flows via a key pipeline to Europe until the collective West lifted sanctions against the country. Wow. The Kremlin said gas flows to Europe via Nord Stream 1 would resume if the sanctions were lifted. Comments were from the Kremlin's sharpest uh, so far linking gas supplies to sanctions. So (laughs) what's Germany going to do? See, there's so much wisdom. We talked uh, earlier this week about the Lord Jesus saying to us, and I believe it was through, no, it was through, uh, it was through the apostle John. What common, you know, what commonality exists between uh, Christians and non-Christians and, and sinners and non-sinners. And he was more specific. He wasn't saying Christians aren't Christians, but people who choose to do evil and people who don't want to do evil. What's the connection? Like what's, what's your common ground? Why would you have entanglements in that regard or in any regard in the founders of our country? And I do think they were, I think they were inspired by the Lord. Our documents, our founding documents, recognize the true majesty of the one and true king. Our rights come from God. Our founding documents give thanks to God in that way. Hey, you know what we'll do to give thanks is we will not, we will not presume to be able to take away the rights you gave us. So Germany gets in this entangled position with Russia and then Russia attacks Ukraine and all of a sudden Russia's this great big evil, but that's where you buy your natural gas. Why aren't you energy self-sufficient? Well, if you have a very small country, they have a very large landmass. Use nuclear. Uh, no. Why? Because it's, it's stinky. No, it's not. It's, it doesn't stink. It's dangerous. So is natural gas. Uh, okay, maybe that's a reason. Maybe it is. So is that why they need the jettison Trump? I always go back to, and when I was in DC, having people tell me, oh, well, they don't get the joke. You've heard this from me. I would sit down with career, you know, Democrats 
And they'd say, oh, I, I, I like the Bush family. They get the joke. But that Ted Cruz, oh, he doesn't get the joke at all. Rand Paul doesn't get the joke. And then I'd sit with Republicans, career Republicans. You know, I, I can deal with the Clintons. They get the joke. But Obama, he doesn't get the joke. The joke is we're all friends. Bill and Hillary and George W. Bush, they love each other deeply. They're dear, dear friends. Nancy Pelosi and Mitchell McConnell, dear, dear friends. They love each other vitally, very, very deeply. You remember John Boehner weeping in joy as he handed the gavel to Nancy Pelosi after he tried to pretend he was really insistent on seeing her fired? This is dear, dear friend. He loves her so deeply and dearly. They're in the same business. They run the same enterprise. They work for the same organization. They do the same thing, just in a slightly different way. They con the same people, just with slightly different cons. So the problem is when there's true believers. That's the problem. Jason Chaffetz. Chaffetz went to D.C. He slept on a cot. And he was one of a couple of young congressmen who said, you know what? I'm not moving to D.C. I'm not going to take the stipend. I'm not going to get an apartment. I'm not moving my family here. I'm going to remember why I came here. I'm going to sleep in a cot in my office. Because I'm not going to be a creature of D.C. I don't want to get comfortable here. That was my approach. We didn't rent our house out. It cost us an enormous amount of money. We let a teacher stay there for free. He did some work on the house, but not much. Nice enough guy. Did a little work, but not much. And when Chaffetz did that, they investigated him with ethics. The ethics department went at Jason Chaffetz and said, you can't sleep in your office on a cot. What? What? You have to get an apartment and make the taxpayers pay for it. I don't want to get an apartment and make the taxpayers pay for it. Well, you can't sleep in a cot in your office. That's against ethics. It's against ethics for me to save the taxpayer a minimum of 3500 bucks a month. Yes. You have to cost them that 3500 why were they doing that? Because it made the rest of them look bad. You know why else? Because he wasn't getting and he wasn't getting drawn into the machine. Remember the song Have a Cigar from Pink Floyd? Have a cigar, you're gonna go far. We all come together as a team. Welcome to the machine. Remember that? The talking to the young artists, it's the it's the radio, it's the record guy. So Trump and these red lines. See, it, Trump denied elections. But wait, 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 wait. Wait. Here's the difference. Because we all know the Democrats have been denying elections since Al Gore. Here's Peter Ducey talking to Spokeslier version whatever. Oh, Peter, go ahead. Thanks, Green. A follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, 
I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today, uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights. And when it comes to protecting our freedoms, that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to focus on, on where we are at today. Absolutely. Just trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA Republicans. You tweeted in 2016, oh, Trump was stole an oh. election. You I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, great. here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now. Yeah. So let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have been I have been. Well, you're asking me you're asking me a question. Let me answer it. And you said ridiculous. I was I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. And here's the thing I have said. Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about right now is, let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021, when we saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus, this facility and at that time. And it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. Law enforcement were attacked that day. That was the danger that we were seeing at the time. That's what the president has called out, and that's what he's going to continue to call out. So, yes, when you have MAGA Republicans, a... So there's, there, there is so much in that. Of course, she's conflating. People died. Cops were attacked. She, the victims of her hear that and they go, yep, cops died. Yep, they, I knew it because the White House spokes liar says it. Um, then there's her absolute word dancing. She says the same thing five different ways, which is, I don't, this is ridiculous. Why? Well, and what she should have said is, Peter, that wasn't the current thing. That's what she should have said. I get a I get a waiver for following the current thing. The current thing now is that it's bad now. It's not it was bad. Before it was good. It wasn't the current thing. Peter, you know the current thing. Right now the current thing is the climate and mega Republicans. I'm getting my current thing loyalty card pushed. So what about Trump? Because honestly, honestly, I'm I I I am so exhausted of having to do this, but we've got to do this. We've got to stand in the light of truth because that man who gave that speech, that satanic speech in that dark room, a man who is pushing atheism around the world, pretending, well, he's not pretending, he does want our souls. His spokeslayer says, there was an insurrection that day, Peter, that was that was instigated by the man, the man, the man who occupied, uh, who occupied uh, this facility. She can't even say president. And she's pretending to say, no, no, no. I, later, I said Trump won. Later, after I spent four years saying he sold the election, then I said he won. Just like with Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. After I spent four years saying it was a stolen election, then my team came to me and said, hey, that's not the, name, that's not the new thing anymore. So stop saying that because that's not the new thing. We do the new thing. So why'd they have to get rid of Trump? They both said elections are stolen. Both parties, both parties had insurrections. This is from May 30th outside the White House. 
Those are cops tussling with protesters. Cops have shields. Protesters have sticks, IEDs, that is, explosive devices made by fireworks. There were 60 Secret Service uh, officers injured. There were 11 cops hospitalized. No one was put in pre-tow detention for two years. No one went to prison. There was no charge of an insurrection. There's other videos of them actually getting the fireworks over the fence at the White House. There's the videos of people taking barricades and putting them up on the fences of the White House in an attempt to climb into the yard of the White House. It was hundreds, maybe thousands of people. They burned, attempted to burn to the ground a church. The National Guard had to be called. The Secret Service made the decision that the president would go into the safe rooms, wherever that's at in the White House, one would assume down. 10 stories below the ground. One also assumes there's a train system. Get him out of there. I don't know that, but that's just an assumption because there's train systems everywhere else in D.C. to get the very important people out of there. So why Trump? Why'd he have to leave? No, it's an honest question. It's an honest question. Why? Well, sometimes Pink Floyd is helpful in things. Sometimes Pink Floyd can tell us things other people can't. I know that's a weird way to look at life. I don't really look at it life that way. Truly, the best way to get the true truth is the word of God. And he's very clear about people who scheme and seek their own power that he laughs at their schemes. But Pink Floyd can be helpful as well. Pretty jazzed to hang out this weekend uh, with Tim Cruikshank, the founder of Bonefrog Coffee. Tim is a uh, 25-year Navy veteran, and he is a Navy SEAL, and he is the founder of Bonefrog Coffee. He is the CEO thereof. I'll let you know, I pay for my Bonefrog Coffee. I don't get that for free. Incidentally, just while we're chatting as friends, but Tim is bringing me a bunch. I'm going to get a bunch of extra coffee for free. He's bringing me a trucker hat too. It's very, very cool. So the partnership is this. Tim is growing his company. We're growing the podcast. We have a footprint of people who listen to the cast. I have access to you because we become friends over these decades. Or not decades. That's quite an overreach. This decade. Many of you are new. The relationship is this. I really wanted to believe in Tim Cruikshank and Bonefrog Coffee at bonefrog.us. I really did. I was really praying it would work because it was a God thing the way we got introduced. It was just happenstantial, the way God so loves to work. My friend Cyrus was signing his book, Bombarded, in a a coffee shop. And Tim Cruikshank went to pick up the book and he read The Dust Jacket. And he saw that the book had a quote from me on The Dust Jacket where I said, I disagree with a lot of what my friend Cyrus wrote. That's why this book is important. And Tim said, oh my goodness, you know Todd. And Sarah said, oh, he's a dear friend of mine. We founded companies together and worked at Microsoft together. Yes, we talk all the time. He's a dear friend. I need to meet him. And there it was. I was praying so much that the coffee wouldn't be awful. Because sometimes people slap a label on some coffee and and it's a great brand. Or I was hoping that Tim would be who he is. Because there's that one coffee company founded by veterans who said, oh, we're all about the Second Amendment you know, unless it's Kyle Rittenhouse's need of the Second Amendment, then we run away from it. So I found out that Tim is who he says he is. All the bags say, all the bags say, God, country team, that's not going to change. And then I tried the coffee. <sighs> Boom. 
I put a call to the sales team for the podcast. I said, get in touch with this man. So it's bonefrog.us. You get 5% off all the coffee there for subscription. You sign up for a subscription. It's lifetime 5% off. Proceeds do go to families of fallen seals to help them. And it's not just the financial help. It's also to let them know that we haven't forgotten. It's bonefrog.us. Please make sure you use the .us. Bonefrog.us. Yeah, sometimes in the strangest ways. I love the funk of this. It's Pink Floyd, but with a funk to it. I love that it's quick and ultimately cynical and ultimately spot on about the record business at the time. And it explains DC to a T. You hear the funk? And that they could play that style of music too. Fantastic band. But then they got to throw in the little menacing return. The theme, as it were. This is from the record where they're shaking hands and one guy's on fire. Were they the best at building suspense? And environment? it if you try. I was out of deep respect and I mean that quite sincere. The band is just fantastic. That is really what I think. Yes. Oh, by the way, which one's Pink? Who's the dude named Pink? He's the guy we want. He's the singer and songwriter, right? It's Pink Floyd. And then we're telling you Train. Oh, maybe that's where Trump had to go. And then the money line. We're just knocked out. We heard about the sellout. Get an album out. Yo, what to the people? We're so happy we could hardly count the money. Hardly count. Everybody else is just green. Everybody else is just green. Have you seen the charts? It's that blank of a start. into a monster if we all fall together as a team. And by the way, did we tell you the name of the game, son? And did we tell you the name of the game? Boy, we call it riding the gravy train. Riding the gravy train. See, here's the difference with Donald John Trump, as I see it. 
they all pretend. They all, they all uh, uh, selected, not elected. Nancy Pelosi's kid, daughter, adult daughter. I demand the Electoral College not approve President, uh, a candidate Trump. We played all the sound bites. They all do it. So what was different about Trump? What was different? Maybe he was right. Maybe he was right. Maybe he didn't get the joke. He was supposed to be the joke. Maybe he didn't get it. Maybe he spoke in a way that the American people said, you know what? Our generals have messed up a lot of wars. Maybe they're busy installing white privilege teaching classes, admonition, critical race theory, pretending men are women. Maybe they're too busy doing that to win wars. Wait a minute. Wait. Why do we pay all the bills at NATO? Why is that? Hold on a second. We are 5% of the world's population. We take in 20% of the world's displaced peoples. Why are we responsible for housing everybody? How is that good for the world? How is that kindness? How is that philanthropic? How is it doing good for the world to drain it? To bring all people to the United States and hence sink the lifeboat. How does that allow us to continue to give to the least of these? How does tapping, letting the world tap what they want from us to fund their corruption in Ukraine with the biolabs? In China, well, with everything the Chinese Communist Party touches is corrupt. How does that allow us to continue to provide to the least of these as the Lord Jesus admonished us to do? Why are we paying the bills at the UN? They hate our guts. They hate human rights. They make a joke of it. They put Libya on the Human Rights Commission. Why are we paying their bills? Why are we letting China buy farmland and with it the inherent water rights? Why are we connected to globalists? Why aren't we energy independent? You know, the Bible tells families, heads of families, you need to take care of your family first. You, you have to help others. You must. Love the neighbor as thyself. And if you're not taking care of your family first, you, you, you have failed step one and you've enormously disappointed God. The Bible says those who will not work shall not eat. Will not, shall not, not cannot not cannot. Oh, by the way, the Bible doesn't say, and therefore don't give them a hand up. Don't heal them if you're capable. It doesn't say that. But if people stand in defiance and say, I'll not toil, thank you very much. They don't eat. So maybe President Trump said things that began to shake D.C., because maybe the whispers were, people are hearing him. 
He's not sticking to the script. He doesn't get it that we all need to pull together as a team. He doesn't get it. We told him the name of the game, boy. We call it riding the gravy train. Your job is to talk about tax cuts and regulations. But I think there was one more thing. I think there was one more thing. I do. I think there was one more thing he did wrong. And then we'll get into this red line because it's so fascinating to see um, in this setting up this uh, third party who gets to monitor how these documents are distributed, what the FBI gets to keep and what they don't. And that the judge in that case has said, oh, by the way, don't go reading all this stuff. Well, you know, they already have. Oh, did you hear they got his tax records? That's weird. The um, soda weight loss program I've talked with you about. Have I talked to you about the people? So it was born in Dallas, Texas. Still pretty conservative place. Uh, and it was born, uh, created by lifelong healthcare providers. And they got sick of something, man. I'm just kidding. They didn't get sick of it. But they just noticed that their patients were saying, hey, why, why won't you help me lose weight? You're helping me in so many of the ways. I feel so much better. Very, very hands-on healthcare providers. And they'd heard that enough times that they finally said, okay, maybe, maybe we should do this, but why isn't it working for other people? So they sat and they looked at how weight loss was done. And then they said, that's it. It's weight loss. That doesn't work. It has to be fat loss. Why aren't these companies concentrating on, on dropping fat? Why is it just weight? Okay. Then a big epiphany. Wait a minute. They don't care if people go on, on yo-yo diets. They like that. Wait, so these guys are healthcare providers and they said, but yo-yo diets are so bad for the heart and the lungs and the kidneys. We can't do that. So then they said as a team, how would we do this the right way? So that people drop unwanted fat, but it doesn't pop back onto their body. That they live sustained this way. Then they came up with the protocol. When they tested it in the one store, the success points were, they said, okay, can we predict things? If science is solid, you can predict. It's called a P-value in science. The, the, the prediction value. If we're doing our job, we should be able to predict how much unwanted fat someone's going to lose in a week. A man or a woman, given their size and their age and their activity level. So they checked their thesis. Oh my goodness gracious, look at this. The thesis has not been disproven. The soda weight loss protocol works. Now, all these years later, it went from one location, then to seven. Then they had people popping in from Louisiana and Florida and Oklahoma and Alabama to Texas to drop unwanted fat. And they said, hey, why are we constraining ourselves to a physical location? We can do this anywhere. And now they do. It's soda weight loss at sodaweightloss.com. They continue to measure themselves. They put themselves up for a form of peer review. They don't have one of those goofy things where they put up their own review system. They actually let the people at Google do that. And that's debatable in terms of Google. But hey, it's over 7,000 reviews, average 4.8 out of 5 stars. You better believe they're great at this. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. So then he started doing it. Then he started doing it. And DC was going, oh, wait. Oh my gosh, he meant this. 
You guys, he meant this. Those weren't, he, those weren't just speeches. He meant to do this. He actually intends to build a wall. The Chamber of Commerce is going to hate this. The CEO Roundtable is going to hate this. The UN is going to hate this. The State Department is going to hate this. We need these people to be imported here. Oh, oh wait. He, he's going to have us pump our own oil. He actually means, oh my gosh, he's going to make us energy independent. This can't be allowed. Guys, you know the stuff about lowering the corporate tax rate to bring companies back and manufacturing back? He's doing it. I'm serious. This old, this orange man, Florida man is doing this. That's it. Uh, he's not riding the gravy train. But furthermore, he's taking us out of the gravy train. That's it. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. And so where have we landed? A judge is appointed or not appointed, but has said that um, he will look now at applications for people to be what is called a special master. And so the special master will get to make decisions about these documents that have been seized by the FBI. And here is this so fascinating as you read through this. Look at this. The FBI went into President Trump's house with a um, search warrant affidavit for every piece of paper on the property, including out of a 16-year-old boy's room, Baron Trump's room. Hunter Biden? Oh, we're not searching him. Are you kidding? We might stab ourselves with a meth-rudden needle. We might end up with HIV AIDS. We're not going near the guy. He probably has fentanyl in there. We'll all end up dying if we touch his doorknob. But, oh, we're not raiding him. <laughs> Baron Trump? Yeah, we'll raid him. He's 16. He can handle it. What's he going to do? He's only 16. They took 40 years of President Trump's medical records. Probably they couldn't tell. You know, the filtering team, the, 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 the FBI, they, they follow protocol. So they'll only get the documents related. They probably couldn't tell when they looked at this and it had pictures of his body and it had his, his height and weight. And when it was um, diagnosing this or that or giving a medical review, they probably couldn't say, tell when it said at the top of it, medical records. They probably couldn't tell it was medical records, even though it was probably labeled medical records. And if they glanced at the pages, they would have said, whoops, these are medical records. Put those back. Oh, 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 look at this. Oh, wow. They got his tax documents. Now, to be fair, the IRS has already handed these over to the DOJ. I don't know that for a fact. They don't want to bear false witness, but why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Maybe it's too high profile. Maybe this is cover for the IRS. So now the, uh, it, well, you know, we didn't mean to notice this. And the, then the judges said, you don't get to use this stuff in prosecution. Well, we're not, we're not using it in prosecution, but somehow it ended up in the, the Southern District of New York got it. We don't know how. Somehow the New York Times obtained it, but gosh, not from us. The judge has a pretty clear record of, of hatred for President Trump. It, it's, not, it's not a very subtle hatred. And 
And this violates the judicial canons, U.S. Code of Judicial Canons. Mike Davis calls this out on Twitter. It's a pretty good thread. He's with the Article 3 Project. He's a former chief counsel of nominations for the U.S. Senate Committee and the Judiciary Law Clerk for Justice Gorsuch. He writes, U.S. US Magistrate Judge uh, Bruce Reinhardt has a clear judicial bias against President Trump. Reinhardt violated the U.S. Code and judicial canons by over or ordering the unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful raid on Trump's home. He produces the, um, the, the famous Facebook post where Bruce Reinhardt talks about President Trump. John Lewis arguably has done more to make America great than any living citizen. Last August, I took my son to Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma so he could understand the kind of courage and sacrifice required to live in a democratic society. John Lewis embodies that spirit. Although I've never met him, he is one of my heroes. Thank you, Robert Reich, for saying what many of us feel. John Lewis is the conscience of America. Donald Trump doesn't have the moral status to kiss John Lewis's feet. Or as Joseph Walk said to uh, J- Joseph McCarthy, at long last, you have no, uh, have you left no sense of decency? And there's been a lot of write-ups on this. U.S. Code makes clear he needs to recuse himself. Any judge, justice, or magistrate of the United States shall disqualify himself in any proceeding, which is impartiality might be reasonably questioned. Oh, by the way, he did actually recuse himself. No, he, he actually did. In fact, two months ago on June 22nd, Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhart recused um, from President Trump's civil case against Hillary Clinton. Huh. So why didn't he recuse on the application for the search warrant? What changed, I wonder? Well, here's how D.C. works with the have a cigar mentality. He gets a call from the DOJ. Hey, you're a magistrate judge. Do you ever want to move up? Do you ever want a bigger judgeship? Is that, is that in your future? Oh, no, I'm not calling for any specific purpose. Um, I, I just wanted to know if you want that. We're keeping a close eye on you. We like your work. You know, you might say, it might have gone like this with the judge. Come in here, dear judge. Have a cigar. You're going to go far. You're going to fly. You're never going to die. You're going to make it if you try. They're all going to love you, Judge Reinhardt. You know... <clears throat> I've always had a deep respect, and I mean that most sincere. Your rulings are just fantastic. That is really what I think. By the way, on this case, what do you think? But did you tell you the name of the game, Judge? It's called Riding the Gravy Train. Now, I don't want to provide false witness. I genuinely don't, but something changed. He recused himself between Trump and Hillary, but not on this. So then we get to the red lines in this document from Judge Cannon. It's pretty quick, but it causes a whole bunch of questions. This is from James Nell, or just pardon me, Jason Nelson running for Congress. He is a, a Marine, former Marine. Quoting the judge, on April 12, 2022, the National Archives, NARA, notified the plaintiff, that's Trump, it intended to provide the 15 boxes to the Federal Bureau of Investigation the following week. Plaintiff then requested an extension on the contemplated delivery so that he could determine the existence of any privileged material. Listen to this. The White House's counsel office granted the request. Oh, so this went to the lawyer for the White House. Who's in the White House right now? 
the figurehead. Who runs it? Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, Barack Obama, I think. Back to the document. On May 10, 2022, NARA archives informed plaintiff that it would proceed with providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent. What? As requested by the incumbent president. Beginning as early as May 12, 2022. Joe Biden interceded himself. The president's violated judicial independence. Remember that? Remember that when that was a constitutional crisis? When President Trump even hinted at pressuring the DOJ to look into Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or the Russia hoax? That was earth shattering. That was a constitutional crisis. By gosh, the DOJ is an independent entity. It's a fourth branch of government. So we were told. So right there in the judge's writings, we have the figurehead leaning his head into this. So why again, the effort? They all use rhetoric. They all have talked about stolen elections. They all give campaign speeches and promise to do things. And then President Trump did things that he promised and called out something. Hey, look, a gravy train. Look, consultants, gravy train. Look at this, political consultants, gravy train. Look over here, NATO, gravy train. Look, look what we're paying to the IMF, gravy train. How come we're getting taken advantage of it, all these deals, gravy train? Why are these people getting so rich? How did Mitch McConnell get these hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, gravy train? Why does Nancy Pelosi have almost a billion dollars, gravy train? Why can't we have energy independence? Well, because they're paid to not have it. That's why. Does that explain things to you like it does to me? Oh, but there is just one, just one more piece, just one more piece. Remember that search of Baron Trump's room, a 16-year-old boy? Well, there are some new newly discovered documents from Just the Facts Daily. And it shows the funniest thing. It's just, it's, it's truly, if you can just relax into it, it's just utterly hilarious. It seems that Joe Biden um, actually did very truly obstruct justice in the Ukraine case, like as in just blatantly. These are emails that have been pretty much overlooked by now. This comes from, or to this point, James D. Agresti at the Smoking Gun. Headline is, newly discovered emails confirm Joe Biden obstructed justice for his son, his son's foreign business deals. So he was working for an oligarch, very rich, uh, seemingly very bad man. 
And it runs down like this. In 2014, Vice President traveled to Ukraine and gave a speech to its legislators, which he promised that the U.S. would help Ukraine increase its fossil fuel production. What? It's what? Well, we got to ban fossil fuels. They're killing all the, uh, uh, you know, the things they're killing. I I mean it. No more fossil fuels. We got to get to electric cars. Only Ukraine gets fossil fuels. To make it less dependent on Russian energy. Uh, we're look. We're just gonna, we're going to be dependent on Venezuela and Iran. It's not Russia. Hey, shut up, fat! Shut up, fat! Remember that. The largest private natural gas, uh, the largest private natural gas producer in Ukraine, a company called Burisma. Hey, I remember them. Appointed Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and his business partner to the company's board. And they go through deal point, deal point, how much money. It was like three million bucks to Hunter and several hundred thousand a month. Nearly a year later, the U.S. State Department and the FBI learned that Zaleski, the client, allegedly bribed Ukrainian prosecutors to shut down a criminal investigation of him. Thus, the government of Ukraine replaced the chief prosecutor with a new one, reopened the investigation into the oligarch. At this time, Burisma was paying one million six hundred and sixty one million. No, wait, one hundred thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars, six, 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 bunch of sixes. Hey, that's weird. A whole bunch of sixes. per month to a Delaware company that was paying Hunter per month. November 2015, a top executive Burisma named Vadim Pazoski wrote an email to Hunter and his partners. He criticized the proposal they sent him because it was lacking concrete, tangible results that set out to achieve in the first place. Didn't offer any names of top U.S. officials or Ukrainian officials to help improve his situation in Ukraine. So in the emails, his partners have this conversation and go back and forth. And Hunter says, "Okay, okay, um, yeah, send me this. uh, Send me something in writing. I'll send it back. We're good. They agreed to go get this done. And boom, boom, it gets done. Eric Schroen to Devon Archer and Hunter Biden. I would tell Vadim that this is definitely done deliberately beyond the safe and cautious side and that Sally and company understand the scope and deliverables. Devon Archer and Eric Schroen to Hunter Biden. Hunter, you need to deliver the message. I've walked this to the finish, but a finish line, but I need some support to close. Eric Schroen to Hunter Biden. Do you want me to draft something for you to email to Vadim from you? Probably because Hunter was high. Hunter to Vadim. And Vadim Potsky and Devin Archer and Eric Schwann. Vadim, let me have one final call with them and verify once more they understand the scope so we can feel that the retainer is in line with their work required, uh, probably wanting more money. So it goes on. They go back and forth and boom, Joe Biden, one month after the emails above were exchanged, he did exactly what he said he would do. And we have the phone logs and we have him bragging about it. I told the Ukrainian prosecutor, uh, if you want uh, any more uh, gravy train, money from the gravy train boat. Uh, you're going to have to uh, you know, just stop these charges against this guy that's employed my kid because he needs the money for the methamphetamines. <laughs> there you go. And it's right there. And, and by the way, these documents didn't come out of Baron Trump's bedroom. They came off of Hunter Biden's laptop. So why did they have to get Trump out? Pink Floyd answered it. He was not pulling together as a team. He did not jump into the gravy train. 
And so they spent a bunch of money and a bunch of time pretending he was the corrupt one. President Trump is not a perfect man. He is not my Messiah. He's not yours. He's not anyone's. We owe him endless thanks. God worked through him to show us all of this. Our help is not coming from D.C. or Burisma or Ukraine or the U.N. It is in taking stuff like this and letting it wash over us this way. My good Lord. Our government is broken and corrupt and you're not. We right now live in a country run by mobbed up criminals and you are not a criminal. You're the giver of life and the giver of truth. And Lord, you have dealt with people like this before. And so we ask you in the holy name of your son, Jesus, that you would smite them or open their eyes to their harms and their sins so that they can truly repent We'd ask that you do one of the two, Lord. And overall, we'd ask that where we lack faith, you would give us more so that we can be reminded, you know this is going on. Our Father in heaven has this handled. Be still and know that I'm the Lord. That's my theory on why Trump needed to go, oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. Oh, one more thing. Who can raid the FBI? It's been done. The FBI has been raided. God has them standing naked in front of us. Who can raid the FBI? The creator of the universe. He has the FBI standing naked in front of us for us to see exactly what they are. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate you sharing it with friends. And I beg you, spend more time with the Lord than you do with this podcast. If this podcast gets in the way of you and reading your Bible, jettison the podcast, please. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, let's all try to be right with God.